We are broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I'm your host, Julius Aronson. And I'm Ross White. While we're searching for a hospitable planet, we're broadcasting trivia across the galaxy. we got a great show for you today. So we're going to be asking some trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your lateral thinking. And you never know when you might make contact with a special guest. <laughs> This week's intro was Nourishment by Mana Junkie. Julia, I'm thinking maybe we still need to be on the lookout for some permanent theme music. That one was not our worst one that we've done. And I'm also wondering if maybe people out there in the Twitterverse, if they're getting these broadcasts, can maybe like vote on which song they've liked the best or which ones they want to be like, never play this shit in my ears again. <laughs> yeah, give us a shout out at Trivia Escape Pod on Twitter. Uh, we have mostly hated everything that we have done so far. But I'm easy to please. I'm like, okay, yeah, music. That's fine. Uh, and our AI does find the music for us as well as writing the questions. And I think basically it is just Googling crap instrumentals. And that's what's coming up. I feel bad now because, you know, Mana Junkie probably put a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort into that. I'm sure that they had a greater purpose for their song than our shit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like when they were making this, like when any artist makes something, there's like, yes, this is my magnum opus. This is going to be great. And then someone like makes a meme out of it or case in point uses royalty free subjects to use as an intro to a podcast. I think there's definitely a discrepancy of their intentions. <laughs> uh, you know, though, isn't uh, if imitation is the highest form of flattery, isn't then like remixing the next highest form of flattery or like repurposing for, for a shitty podcast? Uh, if we made a remix of all of our shitty intro songs that we've had put together, that would be the greatest shit show in the history of the universe. All right. And want to welcome all of our new listeners who are probably like, what am I listening to <laughs> and why am I listening to it? I'm sure you've been referred by a very trustworthy friend and we are really sorry to let you down in this way. <laughs> Julia and I have just been awakened from our stasis beds here aboard our escape pod. Engineer Rachel is below decks and she is not going to come and join us today. We also have a cat on our escape pod. His name is Spock and he's got a kitty door. He may put in an appearance. Who knows? He may float in and out or we may see him floating in space. He has a little cat spacesuit and some Sometimes we're just like, oh, there he goes. He'll yeah. come back eventually, but there he goes. He's been having zero G hairballs since we woke up this week, and that's been a little bit disgusting. Yeah, I've had one of those in my eye. That's not great to wake up to. Yeah, no, it's not. But on the plus side, that is going to be a really fantastic Halloween costume for you. Yeah, if I just ball up enough of them, I can go as like Cousin It's disheveled sister. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We, it looks like we've got something on radar, Julia. Yeah, it looks like there is someone else floating through space in another escape pod. Um, let's perform the boarding maneuver. I will analyze the passenger manifest. Opening the airlock. She's the author of The Girl on the Road, as well as a number of plays. Let's welcome aboard Monica Byrne. Oh, hi. hi. How are you? So well. We're so glad to find you floating through space. I am so glad to meet other human beings out here. It's It's been lonely. So uh, we established early on that we uh, are some of the last survivors of of Earth, but apparently it's from an alternate timeline because we keep running into Earthlings. Uh, what has got you stranded in space, Monica? Well, I just, it's its basically a residency. Like I needed some time <laughs> and and space apart, space literally apart to just work on my new play and, and just like get away from everything. And yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So basically you can get back to Earth whenever you want. Yes. But you're in a tiny, tiny little escape pod. It looks like there's only, I mean, I'm peering into your pod. It looks like there's only enough room for you and our writing desk. And a coffee pot. And a coffee pot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Space Keurig. Better than any coffee on Earth. <laughs> yes. And also a, a boxed wine. Which you can get anywhere, actually, in the universe. It's it's really it's yeah, surprising. The CVS on Mars is actually pretty good. They've got good quality stuff. Yes. Rosé, <laughs> even. 
<laughs> Mars Rose would try. Uh, that is so par for the course for a CVS, too. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about what you are working on right now. You said you're working on a play. I am working on my... I am in in life and in this space pod working on my sixth play, which is definitely the hardest one that I have ever worked on. They it's... always say that number six is <laughs> the killer. The first five just fly they, they right just, out of you. Yes. Well, they did. The first one did. And I made the rookie mistake of just thinking that every play and everything I wrote ever would be just as easy. And... Um, no, I'm finding that some of them you cut twice as many words as you write and you take, you know, two steps forward and then 14 steps back. And it's just but that's the process. That's just the process for some works. I, I have noticed this in my career as a writer. I have cut twice as many words as I have actually written. So I'm actually at negative words produced over the last few years. I think that's a great place to be, actually. I think I if think you've read really... my writing, you would definitely agree. <laughs> Yeah, never have those like little sentences that you're like so like treasuring. It's like, yes, this sentence makes this whole page. Like, I love this one part. And then after a couple of re-edits, you realize like, oh, this isn't really pertinent anymore. It's like, no, I don't want to get rid of that one. Yes, that is the killing your darlings. That Yeah, it that, really is. Yes, <laughs> that everyone says is really hard to do. But um, and you know, it, it sometimes takes a few passes for me to kill my darlings, but then I'm just like, no, you really got to go. And then I put them in an orphanage, actually. So it's okay. What, do you just keep like a giant list of all the things that you have cut? Yes. I And it's called the orphanage. It's a <laughs> file called the orphanage. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Waste nothing. Mine is called crapcentral.docx. <laughs> there are two kinds of people in space. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ha having that sort of graveyard uh, that you that at any time you're like I could turn I could make a zombie out of you with a with a sentence or with an image is so so important. I actually heard this great piece of writing advice just recently, which uh, is that if you've got a project that you're working on, get a two monitor setup and have that project open, but then have another document on the other monitor that is either your graveyard or just a blank document and go there to just play. So whenever the project that you're working on, especially if you have a deadline with it, is starting to get you down, you just hop over into the other document and try, just have fun, goof off. And a lot of times it's that, that graveyard document that ends up being the seed of your next project. Oh, totally. Yeah, I I found that whenever I have an idea of a, a sentence or like a premise of something, I just write it down whenever this nearest surface is, no matter what it is. So I just have like little note cards and snippets of paper like everywhere. And there was this notebook that I forgot I owned. Like, I think I had this in like freshman year of college. I opened it. Oh, oh, there's one thing written in it in the front page. All it says, mildew covered stop signs. All that's written in that journal. I'm like, okay past julia esoteric as fuck that's fine <laughs> that's your dystopia that's your post-apocalypse just landscape. that just, just a that. land of stop signs covered in mildew mildew yes. stop sign collected stories by julia <laughs> but that like that's the game to play with whether or not that's a good image just be like would that be the title of my collected work oh yeah Ooh, good point yeah so, Monica, here are the rules we have provided you with a pen and paper. We're going to ask you some questions. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each question you get right. But the AI that writes our questions has also become sentient. It has developed a sense of humor. And now, in addition to correct answers, it's giving points for answers so wrong that they make us laugh. So if you can't be right, be hilarious. And we'll ask all the questions for around to give the listeners some time to think about their own answers. Then we'll check in with you and see how you did. Feel free to jump in at any point to make fun of the questions because our, our AI is loopy. Do you have any questions before we begin? I'd just like to state that I was my high school quiz bowl captain. Oh, shit. Ross, we're, we're dealing with like a seasoned pro here. This is a good thing because our escape pod does run on correct trivia answers. So the more of these that you get right, the further into space our escape pod can explore in search 
of a habitable planet. We can try CVSs on other planets. Oh my gosh, maybe we can get to the space cookout that you've been dreaming of. Ah, oh, I just want that space milkshake, man. They probably put asteroids bits in it like an Oreo. I'm excited for it. Listeners, keep your score and tweet at us at the end of the episode. Let us know how you did and maybe get a little bit of a shout out on an upcoming episode. Uh, we're going to start with round one. So, Monica, question one. If you have a swollen toe due to buildup of uric acid, what condition do you have? That sounds painful. Yeah, I don't think I would ever want that in my life. I've, I've got a buddy who's got it, and uh, you'll see him hobbling around minus one shoe. And I always feel really bad for him. But I, of course, make fun of him during those periods which is because you're an asshole yeah because when you're sick that's what you want is your buddy to be (laughs) making fun of you monica question number two name these figures from greek myth now recognize uh i'm about to read a bunch of greek names and my relationship with greek myths has mostly been on the page so i'm probably going to pronounce all of these incorrectly well we'll give it a shot that's what the internet is for to politely tell us when we're wrong And I'm sure a listener will do so. (laughs) So name these figures from Greek myth. And it is a four-part question. 2A is going to be this. Kronos, Hyperion, Phoebe, and Oceanus belonged to which race of deities? 2B, which goddess burst forth from the head of Zeus? And when she did so, fully armored, ready for war. Total badass. 2C, which daughter of a king fell in love with Jason and promised to help him? And I like that when we talk about Greek myth, there's only one Jason. I know like 12 dudes named Jason. Seriously? Yeah. So it's Almost like, as bad as Kyle. Yeah. Well, there's like 80 Kyles in Greek myth, so you do have to be more specific when you're talking about the Greek hero Kyle. There's probably like at least two dozen Kyles will listen and it's like, hey. <laughs> 2D. The Pegasus was a late addition to the myth of Perseus, who initially flew using winged sandals given to him by whom? I dig Greek myth, man. I know that those stories probably had some practical function just in terms of, hey, let's explain the world around us and this sort of baffling uh, stuff that happens in nature. Yeah, I think the most prototypical example that we learn in school of how mythology explains nature is the story of Persephone and Hades and how that explains the changing of the seasons, like Demeter's grief for the loss of her daughter for the next six months. But it doesn't that doesn't change the fact that so many of those stories are freaking crazy. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're what insane. does that explain to us? Talk to me about the Minotaur. Like, what is that supposed to oh. tell me about how the world works? Have you oh, read- do you know? I don't. Oh, okay. And I'm not knowledgeable Monica, enough do you know? It, are but- you like a Minotaur expert? No, but I just read a book uh, by Mary Vanault called um, The King Must Die, which deals with the Minotaur myth. And it's just an extraordinary sort of imagining of, the, of a non- um, magical explanation for the Minotaur. It, it's really incredible. So I lit up when you said the Minotaur. <laughs> See, I lit up as well because I read a different book that does take a fantastical approach to it. So it's called Circe. And it's like through, you know, like the witch goddess on an island who turns men to pigs. It's her backstory. But like time goes by in such a different manner for her that like every instance of greek mythology she just kind of like learns in passing and like everything happens around her but not to her but the story of the minotaur is like the one time that i like actually laughed out loud this book it wasn't meant to be funny but her sister like her half sister is the one who gives birth to the minotaur in the story and she's like okay how did this happen to you like what happened and like as the sister is like in pain giving birth she's like i fucked the bull okay Yep. It's not supposed to be a funny moment, but like through the book, howling and laughter. It's not supposed to be a funny moment because we've all been there. <laughs> I mean, I know I... Uh... Ross, d- does Heidi know about you fucking bulls? You know what? We don't even have to talk about it. Uh, let's move on to number three. Yes, please. <laughs> Get you out of that hole, Ross. Um, Monica, I'm going to name a sci-fi novel and you're going to tell me who wrote it. And there's another four-part question for you. 3A, Ender's Game. 3B, Snow Crash. 3C, All the Birds in the Sky. And 3D, The Handmaid's Tale. 
Oh, we've discussed The Handmaid's Tale on the show a few times before. Yes. Monica Feelings? I am writing down the authors. Yes, the authors of each one. Okay. And the third one was All the Birds in the Sky? Correct. Yeah, that's a, that's probably the most recent novel on the list. Some of these are sort of sci-fi classics. This is by, I would say, a relative newcomer to the field. I will admit I have only heard of two of these because oh, yeah? I watched... I watched the Ender's Game movie and I watched the Handmaid's Tale show. Had you read the book before you watched the movie? No, because I didn't know either were books before I started watching them. It, I didn't learn there were books until after the fact. I will say Ender's Game, the movie, not so great, but it's the beginning of a set of novels. I think there's like 12 of them now, but the original trilogy, kind of wonderful. It, the author of Ender's Game is a garbage fire, like a human garbage <laughs> fire. So I feel bad recommending the work. Uh, so maybe I'll just tell our listeners, you know, like s- steal it online. Uh <laughs> Pretty much. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I read it when I was 20, 20. I read it when I was 20 on the recommendation of my first boyfriend who said it was the best book ever written. And, and... is that the defining quality of that boyfriend? You <laughs> 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 didn't say so, no. Yeah, he did not last that long. No, I, I, it's, it's, in a, it's, a, it's a good novel. It is. Yeah. It definitely it's is. It's not the best novel ever written. It's mm-hmm. a good novel. No, it's. A, I, I think it's a great novel. I think um, the... I mean, it's a very delicate question in the field of science fiction in which I write um, how to separate the author from the work, if at all. Mm-hmm. And that that's just an ongoing, very contentious conversation. But put it this way, Ender's Game is, is a great novel. I would recommend 10 more before it. Fair or 100. Enough. Fair 100. enough. Well, we may, we, may, <laughs> we may loop back in and get uh, some better recommendations from you mm. when we find out the answers to that question. But let's move on to number four. And we've got two word questions for you under number four. Four A, a poet is a person who writes poetry. But if you add a specific flower to the end of the word poet, the new word formed means a person who writes inferior poetry. Which flower is it? And then 4B, everyone likes to chill, especially Netflix subscribers. God, our AI seriously wrote that. Our AI is a millennial, it's confirmed. Everyone likes to chill, especially Netflix subscribers. But if you add a weapon to the end of the word chill, you'll chill even more. I'm... Or putting my head in my hand or over maybe that you're question. even more you're even more chill <laughs> yeah so it's basically i i think i think this is sort of a portmanteau-ish kind of question where you have to add one word to another and you end up with a longer word let's move on to number five yeah let's do that all right so i'm gonna name an artist or band and you name me the highest charting song they ever made okay <laughs> okay there's another four-parter um five a nickelback the the ai has made a smiley face when it when it saw your tears i also see a little bit of devil horns um 5b deaf leopard 5c spice (laughs) girls are you okay i am i'm doing fine (laughs) okay everything's fine um to repeat 5c spice girls and 5D, I might pronounce her their, the name wrong. I apologize. Alanis Morissette? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, cool. I just watched an episode of Letterkenny where they made fun of her name for uh, like 15 minutes. And it's vile and really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Monica, number six is the final question in our general knowledge round. And it's worth 50 points. What is the tallest mammal? Me. Oh, you're only six one. You're not as tall as the tallest mammal. You're, you're the tallest mammal in the pod right now. <laughs> Spock has been uh, dutifully stretching himself on the rack in hopes that he's going to get as tall as you. Can I ask a, a qualifying question? Yeah, about absolutely. That so the tallest meaning not the biggest lengthwise, but the tallest meaning if they are on land reaching to the sky like vertically. Like, let's let's go with long. that. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> as they are standing, the height that they stand at. Okay. Yeah. In fairness, there are some mammals that don't stand. What? They swim. They swim. Oh, yeah. duh. Yeah. <laughs> Monica, let's find out your answers to round one. Question number one. If you have a swollen toe due to a buildup of uric acid, what condition do you have? 
gout. That is correct yep. for fifty <laughs> points. Yeah. Wow, a I was shot in the dark, and yet you got it. I, mean, I, was, go, I was trying so hard not to laugh at this question because I just watched the episode of King of the Hill where Bobby gets gout from eating too much liver paste. Ew! I know so weird. that show is so weird, but now I just keep thinking of Bobby going. I got gout. <laughs> gout seems like something. Yeah, it, it seems like a old timey sort of malady, and so that's why I was hesitating. But I'm glad I was right. Yeah, you can totally still get it. <laughs> uh, number two. So we asked you to name these figures from Greek myth. Two A. Cronus, Hyperion, Phoebe, and Oceanus belonged to which race of deities? The Titans. Correct. Yes. 2B, which goddess burst forth from the head of Zeus? Athena. Correct again. Um, 2C, which daughter of a king fell in love with Jason and promised to help him? Medea? Yeah, excellent. Killing it. Uh, 2D, the Pegasus was a late addition to the myth of Perseus, who initially flew using winged sandals given to him by whom? Daedalus? Uh, no, we were looking no. for Hermes. God, Although Daedalus is a good answer, honestly. That's a good guess. I think a lot of those dudes had winged sandals. Yeah. That was like just the hot fashion in Greece. Well, Daedalus had like the, the wings, like the wings to get out of the labyrinth. So why not make shoes at that? Yeah, exactly. It was it was his line. It was just his brand. He made winged things. Yes. Even though his son had died, which was embarrassing for everybody involved. A little bit. Uh, Ross, you want to take number three? Number three, I'll name a sci-fi novel. You tell me who wrote it. 3A, Ender's Game. Orson Scott Card. Yeah, hot garbage. Let's move on. (laughs) 3B, Snow Crash. Neil Stevenson. Neil Stevenson is correct for 50 points. 3C, this was the tough one. All the Birds in the Sky. Aliette de Bodar? That is Charlie Jane Anders. Ah. Were those words that you said? Who is that? <laughs> I should have known that one. I should yeah. have known that one. Okay. Uh, and I think, did she found IO9? She did. Yeah. Yes. Or so, they, they, she or they. they. Not oh, sure. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that they used those pronouns. Uh, and 3D, The Handmaid's Tale. Margaret Atwood. That is correct. 50 Bingo. points. Thank you. <laughs> well, these are all, this is my field, so we'll get into the, the areas where I'm not so sharp <laughs> in just a minute. Who knows? Maybe you'll just crush this. <laughs> Maybe that high school quiz bowl captaincy is coming back to you pretty soon. We're going to see you in a little blue blazer. We're going <laughs> to at a desk with a buzzer. <laughs> I also just say you might be able to make us laugh in the later rounds. Uh, number four. So the word questions of 4A, a poet is a person who writes poetry. But if you add a specific flower to the end of the word poet, a new word formed means a person who writes inferior poetry. Which flower is it? Chrysanthemum. No. So the word but... <laughs> would be poet chrysanthemum. <laughs> Subtle. Uh, we were looking for aster. So the word formed is Potaster? Potato. Uh, po- <laughs> Potato taster. Uh, well, okay, so I think it's poetaster. <laughs> okay. But it could also be read as poe taster, like someone who just goes and licks Edgar Allan Poe. That's how I read it. Yeah. I was like, potatoaster. <laughs> I've never heard that word, but I'm very glad to know it. It's, it's a useful word. And you never know when you'll need to apply. I think in my field, we uh, we have to throw that around every so often. You don't use hack? Hack is a very yeah, popular sure. hack. in science fiction. Sure, but if, if Get somebody's out of here, you like, hack. hey, you're a hack and you need to one-up them, you're like, you're a po-taster. <laughs> you're a potato toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Check mark for this episode of Julia being uncultured. Um, 4B. So everyone likes to chill, especially Netflix subscribers. But if you add a weapon to the end of the word chill, you'll chill even more. Chillax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got what we were trying to put down. That was awesome. Number five, I'll name an artist or band. You name the highest charting song they ever made. 5A was Nickelback. Take me back to Nickeltown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That one only went to number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Take me down to the Nickeltown city. Uh, the, the correct answer was How You Remind Me, which was a number one hit. Oh, oh God. Wait, which is a song that's like, look at this photograph. Is it that one? I, Sure. Yes. <laughs> like which? No, is I, I actually think you were just singing the song "Photograph." Is it called "Photograph"? I think it's called "Photograph." Okay. Five um, B. Def Leppard. Blind Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote a song with a uh, expressing their need for companionship. No, it was "Love Bites," which went to number one. God, uh, I 
I didn't know a single Def Leppard song. That and is I to just, your credit. I think the only one I know is Pour Some Sugar On Me. Yeah, which went to number two, even though it felt like it was a monster hit when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I feel like that one should have been number one. I don't think I even know Love Bites. Yeah, 5C, The Spice Girls. Tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Oddly enough, I... that was not their biggest <laughs> charting hit. You have a story. <laughs> no, I, no, Spice, I, I just, I couldn't. Remember the name of the song? I just started singing it in my head. I'll tell Does you anyone know I the want, name of I that really song? Really it's called Wannabe. Oh. <laughs> I will admit to owning both Spice Girl CDs in the 90s. I'm a fan. What can I say? I saw Spice World, the movie, and I laughed my butt off. <laughs> Ross, if you were a Spice, what would your Spice name be? I would probably be, I would, hmm, I would probably just be like Salt. <laughs> yeah they'd be like wow that guy is the most boring spice possible yes. I, i'd either just be like tall spice or dorky spice <laughs> monica what would your spice name be i would be um cardamom i mean that was the <laughs> that came to mind it's my favorite spice so <laughs> that'll work yes 5d was alanis morris oh I, you know what we didn't tell you the answer uh the spice girls highest charting song went to number two it was say you'll be there I don't think I've ever heard that in my uh, life. It, it was, I'm giving you everything, all that joy can bring, this I swear. And all that I want from you is a promise is something. You'll be there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow, okay. you okay. really know your I shit. Did, I did in the 90s. I could sing every word to that song at one time. Uh, 5D, Alanis Morissette. What was her highest charting song? You ought to know. It wasn't. It oh. was ironic. Oh no! How? Yeah. I... And and that's the that's the song that famously misuses the term ironic and repeatedly. To, to, yeah, to just mean actually unfortunate. And you know, years later, people are still giving her shit about it, and she's just like, "Shut up! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> just funny. It's a up. common misunderstanding." And there was a hot minute where every SAT taker was totally fucked by that song because they'd be like, "This is irony," and the AP test graders were like nope but we do all know how to spell bananas because of gwen stefani <laughs> that is so true <laughs> uh number six what is the tallest mammal <sighs> giraffe yes actually oh that wasn't obvious <laughs> that wasn't a trick question it's just a straight up giraffe okay that was correct for 50 points the ai has been tallying up your score and Julia, have you got a readout at the end of round one? Yeah, at the end of round one, you have a whopping 450 points. Crushing it. Dear. Well, I I got I did well in every section except 90s music, which I specifically <laughs> thought I would be good in. <laughs> but I think I think uh really it should be nineteen ninety-two to nineteen ninety-six. And then after that I just started listening to Led Zeppelin and Dusty Springfield. <laughs> so <laughs> Selectively, though. You know, yes, cause, exactly. Well, because after 1996 was basically when Hanson's album came out. And it was like, I am I am now retreating to the 70s. I want no part of this. Exactly. I fully understand. I worked in a, in a record store at the time. And I just remember feeling like the tide has turned because it was uh, it was good music, good music, good music. Hanson and Creed. <laughs> Creed, who is sort of the spawn of the whole 1992 Seattle grunge scene. Like, that's what came out of it. Like, they were the corporate version of Nirvana. Yeah, that was after... Corporate Nirvana, I like it. Oh, no, you wouldn't like <laughs> no. it. After Nirvana, after basically grunge took a shit in its own hand, that was Creed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not saying I, I like Creed. I'm saying I like that phrasing of corporate Nirvana. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it is a concept. Yeah, it sounds like it might even be pleasant, but it's not. <laughs> Monica, round two is a theme round. All the questions will revolve around a singular theme, and the AI has chosen what may be a tough theme for you. These are all questions that have to do with Batman. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Oh, you look excited. <laughs> Your face lit up. <laughs> no, I know exactly one movie. Okay, great. <laughs> the 1989 Batman, which is my favorite of all time. But uh, that's all I know. That's the AI is flashing up. Well, then, good luck. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would just like you to end up like, I know one movie. Like, is it a Batman movie? Nope. <laughs> I watched Batman Returns last night. Did you? Yes. It's very odd. Uh, with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Yeah. And Michael Keaton. And there's the famous licking scene. Oh, boy. That scene is disturbing. Sorry, the what? It? There's a licking scene where Michelle Pfeiffer licks 
Batman and it's the hottest thing you've ever seen. And it's the highlight of the whole film. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, it was the highlight of like the franchise after that first one. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Question number one, which Batman villain broke Batman's back? The final straw that broke the Batman's back. Or just a villain who broke Batman's back. I don't know. I was thinking of the that Campbell would be analogy. Kind, no, that would be kind of amazing if he had been like, I am this villain. I am the final straw. Like, And then Lily breaks his back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Monica, number two. So I'll name a film that has a bat actor in it or that a bat actor was in. Um, you'll tell me which actor in that movie also played Batman. And there are five parts to this question. 2A, Top Gun. 2B, The Peacemaker. 2C, Goodwill Hunting. 2D, Mr. Mom. And 2E, American Psycho. There are a lot of Batmans. Yeah, there have been a lot of people who've been Batman. Damn. And and there's one coming up, uh, Robert Battinson. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm super dubious. I think I've expressed my dubiousness uh, I mean, to you before. He's a good actor. It's just Twilight was shit. Is he a good actor? Yeah, I've seen People him in tell me stuff. that about Kristen Stewart, too, and I'm like, I'm not seeing it with either of them. Well, it's it's also a fit for the role. It's like Hayden Christensen, for example, is apparently, apparently in uh, Shattered Glass is an incredible actor. But just the direction. I mean, nobody was good in those movies. Nobody. That's true. <laughs> but Hayden Christensen in those Star Wars movies was particularly heinous. I mean, it. I mean, Natalie Portman was really she bad was in those awesome. two, and she does really wonderful work in she other does. movies. She does. She's really fantastic, and I can't wait to see her as Thor. But God, and but you know, in fairness, they were what like seventeen when they did those movies. They were children. Yes, we should cut them a break. And nobody who were adults who did have the standing to maybe stand up to George Lucas did so either. And so how could they have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. These are bat adjacent questions. You'll probably understand why when you hear some of the terms. 3A. What is the county seat of Wayne County in Michigan? 3B. I want you to name any of the baseball teams that baseball player Jay Bruce has played for. All right. So we've had Wayne. We've had Bruce. And 3C. <laughs> The TV show, the TV game show, Joker's Wild, returned in 2017 with which rapper as its hizzost? Never say hizzost ever it's, again. It's what the AI instructed me to say. <laughs> I think it's part of the clue. <laughs> you ready for number four, Monica, or do you yes, have a hot I, second? I... I uh, go, yeah. Go to- <laughs> All right. All right. We're just going to gun it. Um, in the 1966 Batman movie, what item does Batman have in his helicopter to make sure he won't suffer a shark attack? <laughs> this is a really Wait. highly specific question. This thing is real. This I always is... thought that was a joke. No, this is this is a real scene that happened. This is a real scene that happened. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty spectacular awesome. in terms of like bad movie scenes. Was sixty six still the Adam West era? Oh yeah, got you. Okay, yeah. and he he played this scene up with the virtuosity of a Shakespearean genius because he delivered that line as though it actually really mattered to him in the moment i hope and you know that i'm definitely looking this scene up after we we're done recording oh this God, just go watch the whole movie it is so <laughs> unbelievably insane monica question number five tell me which batman villain the following folks played i'll give you the actor you tell me the name of the batman villain 5a danny devito julia's favorite actor yes indeed you love danny devito so much i really do I, ha- I have a picture of me next to like his promo ad for Dumbo and I'm just like on my knee proposing to him essentially. 5B, Arnold Schwarzenegger. 5C, Jack Nicholson. 5D, 
I'm going to say this wrong. Is it Cillian? It's Murphy? Killian. It's Killian Murphy. I have always, I've never known how to say that. So Killian Murphy is 5D. And 5E is Margot Robbie. I only knew, I only knew the Killian Murphy thing, how to pronounce that, because my favorite web show, the main host, Killian Murphy's like on his would-do list. <laughs> I just watched uh, Inception and I'd kind of forgotten that Killian Murphy is a main character in Inception. He's really, really good in it, too. He's Yeah, he's... He's just... Yeah, the... The, the whole movie is mind-blowing, but he was fantastic in that. And Tom Berenger was really good in that. All mm. of them are. All of them are. I rewatched it recently, and I was just like, this is a master class in world-building. Like, I, I actually don't resonate with a lot of that director's work, but Inception is something. Oh, my gosh, it really is. Yeah. All right, last question of number six. What is the alter ego of Commissioner Gordon's daughter, Barbara? And there, the <laughs> AI will take either of two answers here. So either one is worth 50 points. Monica, let's check in. Let's see how you did in this round of Batman trivia or Bat trivia. <laughs> I, okay. For the rest of the night, I'm just going to be putting bat in front of everything. Your bat score for tonight, bat. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we're being visited by our bat pod cat. Bat potato toaster. <laughs> Hashtag bat potato toaster. <laughs> uh, Monica, number one, which Batman villain broke Batman's back? The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even a villain, just fucking Dwayne Johnson busting like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> That's... Pretty much all I got there. <laughs> um, we were looking for Bane. Oh, okay. <laughs> I only know Bane from the parody of the Dark Knight series. You know, and this... was it? Was he basically just speaking in front of us? He was talking like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just love the Tom Hardy Bane voice, which was so completely out there and at times unintelligible, but really fun to do around the house. Like, <laughs> You know, if, if Heidi's like, good night, dear, I love you, I'll be like, I love you too. <laughs> Why she stays married to you, I still have no idea. Question number two, Monica. I'll name a film that a bat actor was in. You tell me which actor in that movie also played Batman. To A, Top Gun. Val Kilmer. Correct, Correct. for 50 points. To B, uh, George Clooney. Yeah, that was the pacemaker. I probably should have said that aloud. <laughs> Oh, the movie was called Pacemaker, not Peacemaker? The Peacemaker. Or The Pacemaker. I don't... Yeah. The Pacemaker pe is what's written down here. Yeah, The Peacemaker uh, with George Clooney. That's correct. 2C is Goodwill Hunting. Ben Affleck. That is correct. 2D, Mr. Mom. Michael Keaton. Oh, such a good movie, Mr. Mom. I need to see it. No, it's actually really bad because it's, it's... Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. The whole premise is, a guy is helping around the house? ba 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 what? It's bad. Uh... I'm sorry, 2E is American Psycho. Christian Bale. That is correct. I only know those because I literally read the Wikipedia entry on Batman Returns all last night. Like, I was just looking at Batman <laughs> Returns stuff. So. It is as though you knew that your pod was going to end up here. That's complete. It's that's kind of great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Monica. Number three, uh, bat-adjacent questions. 3A, what's the county seat of Wayne County in Michigan? Uh, Detroit? Yes. What? <laughs> that is worth 50 points. Yeah, I wrote we... down Batman City. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's too dumb to say. Yeah. <laughs> I said the only city I know in Detroit, in uh, Michigan. I don't think you could say anything dumber than what has already come out of our mouths. Oh, okay. We've, well, we've set the bar. Yeah. 3B, name any of the baseball teams that baseball player Jay Bruce has played for. The Blue Jays? That is... I don't know what city that is. You know, Toronto. Uh, that is not correct, ah. according to what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the Cincinnati Reds, New York Mets, Cleveland Indians, Philadelphia Phillies, and Seattle Mariners. Yeah. I just missed that one. Wow, that's all right. I mean, who is following the career of Jay Bruce other than Mama Bruce and Daddy Bruce? <laughs> uh, 3C, the, the, wow, words, the TV game show Joker's Wild returned in 2017 with which rapper as his host? See, you had to say, you had to say his host. I hated every second of it. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog? That yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I was like, that's uh, one of the only five rappers I know. <laughs> I, but you know what? Like, how much fun would it be to watch him host a game show? I want to find an episode because it's so rare that you see a game show where the host is just high as fuck. Yes. Yes. And d- it doesn't give a shit. And is just like, I'm just here to have a lot of fun. That's all. That's all you want. <laughs> that has been his career arc for the last 20 years. He looks like he's having an absolutely great time when he knows what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Monica. Number four in the 1966 Batman movie, what item does Batman have in his helicopter to make sure he won't suffer a shark attack? Cyanide pill? (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of preventing the attack. Yeah, just kill yourself. Don't worry about sharks. I'm a lifeless corpse. Therefore, the shark will not hurt me. (laughs) He just falls out of the helicopter (laughs) into the water. No, we were like, this answer is more stupid so no, don't this is a, this is a thing that you would put in almost any helicopter uh, i mean I, this is standard issue for every helicopter the correct answer is uh bat shark repellent spray oh my god yeah. i mean it, just think about it if you were in an aircraft what would you think like oh uh, you know fuel is expensive i need to watch the weight of this craft what am i going to need on board this aircraft Shark repellent spray. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously. That will wash off as soon as you hit the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's an aerosol. It's only for airborne sharks, apparently. <laughs> and I think it has like SPF negative five. Seriously, you got to go watch the bat shark repellent spray. I definitely want to go do this. Amazing. Tell me which Batman villain the following actors played for question number five. Monica, 5A is Danny DeVito. The penguin. You I know said that right. you watched it last night. Because, oh, I couldn't. I I couldn't even look at him. I mean, it's a great performance, but it's he's so gross. Oh, he ugly really looking at that. He yeah. ugly. <laughs> and they I know that's what it's supposed to be, but I literally can't watch him on screen. 5B Arnold Schwarzenegger. The governor of California. That, that is the correct <laughs> villain. Uh, he played Mr. Freeze uh-huh. in the was it Batman and Robin? I think Chris O'Donnell was in that. It was, oof, Don't ugh. look at me for that. I will not ugh. do well in that category. Ugh. 5C, Jack Nicholson. Oh, the Joker. The best one. <laughs> Still the original and the best. And like, interesting footnote about Jack Nicholson playing the Joker. He They didn't have a whole lot of money in the budget because at the time, Batman movies were not a big thing. And everyone was like, oh, is this going to be like 1966? And he said, I will work for just points on the back end. And I think he ended up making about $100 million for being in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I think they signed him on and like that was the sort of signal to all the studios that it was going to be a serious movie and not just like fucking around like uh, like Superman. Um, I mean, you know, Superman has the, its own gravitas, but just, yeah. Yeah, but I think like Superman 4 had maybe just come out uh, or Superman 3 with Richard Pryor getting turned into a computer a scene that still haunts me i was terrified of superman 3 because i saw it when i was like nine is that when they fall into the power panel like the open power panel and get electrified and turn into and start walking like zombies towards superman i think i I think that's right yeah i mean all of those all four of those first super well superman 2 3 and 4 just kind of blend together for me Oof! yikes uh 5d was killian murphy slender fairy boy Yes, exactly correct. <laughs> the best Batman. Beautiful, beautiful slender fairy boy. <laughs> no, he put on a burlap sack, so you didn't even know it was him when he was a villain. He played the scarecrow. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you ever want to cover up a face like that? He is just so pretty. 5E was Margot Robbie. Talia? This actually was the only one of our Bat villains that was not in one of the Batman movies, but Batman made a brief appearance in Suicide Squad where she played Harley Quinn. Oh, that was Margot Robbie. Yeah. Man. Okay. Number s- oh, go ahead. Julie. I was going to say, I don't think I would have recognized her with that makeup and outfit on. Oh, but it, she was so hilarious and weird and great in that role. She was the best thing about that movie. Agreed. Far and away. Uh, number six, what is the alter ego of Commissioner Gordon's daughter, Barbara? Catwoman? Mm-mm. We were looking for either Batgirl or Oracle. Oracle. Okay. Yeah. Meh. 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 
<laughs> well, you still you <laughs> had a pretty strong round for somebody who said I've seen you know two Batman movies and don't feel good about it. You did really really well. well Let's see what the AI thinks your score is right now. Um, the AI says that your score is 950 points. Oh gosh. Well, I hope to amuse more than get things right. You're doing great so far, and we are going to take a short break. So catch us on the flip side. A little bit more trivia escape pod coming right up. We are back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you like our show, help us out by telling a friend to find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or TriviaEscapePod.com. We spend quite a bit of time each week writing the questions that keep you entertained, so let folks know about us. And if you haven't already, go follow us on Twitter at Trivia Escape Pod. We're back with Monica Byrne, the author of The Girl on the Road. And Monica, are you ready for round three? I am ready. Very good. Wait, was that your Bane voice? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. <coughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Monica, round three is a change a letter musicals round. And what's going to happen here is we have taken a set of 10 famous Broadway musicals. We have changed one letter in the title and the AI has written a brand new plot. We are going to read you the plot and you have to tell us the name of the title, not of the original musical, but of, of the the title that the, we've The newly concocted. generated. Yeah, yeah. So does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so I write down the original musical. No, you don't no write way, down the original. No. I mean, you can. Go ahead and write down the original, <laughs> original musical, but then you'll have to change one letter and read the the altered title back oh. to us yeah oh so i write down the altered title you write down Correct. the altered title okay, okay, yeah okay. based on the plot okay. so th this will make sense in a second here is number one a tribe of flying mammals sings memories while deciding who will be reborn so we're going to give monica a minute to think about that and dreamcast on that one dreamcast ooh we love to cast these things. Christian Monica. Bale. Christian, Christian. Adam West. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Number two. We'll move um, on. Number two. A pickle juice shortage has led the institution of pay-per-use public bathrooms and the jailing of unsanitary offenders. Oh, my gosh. A terrible pickle juice shortage. I, You know, it's weird to me that the institution of pay-per-use bathrooms would be the outcome of a shortage of pickle juice, but okay. Why I mean, not? if you drink all that pickle juice, you got to put it somewhere. I suppose. Number three, this musical tells the story of High Roller Sky Masterson and the lovable rapscallion Nathan Detroit both of whom show their intestines and viscera. <laughs> I will never see that musical in my life. <laughs> Sounds pretty gross. And no, thanks. Uh, number four, whenever you're ready. A yes. traveling... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as ready as I'll ever yeah. be. Yeah, so, so is that more of a resigned ready, or is that like an enthusiastic, like, oh, I got it. That's a, that's a Batman corpse falling out of the helicopter after having cyanide. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, a traveling bat potato toaster. Oh, my God. Um, a traveling con man arrives in River City disguised as a cartographer. What? Do you, oh, need, do you need me to repeat that one? There's definitely going to be trouble in River City. <laughs> do you need me to repeat that one slower? Yes, please. A traveling con man arrives in River City disguised as a cartographer. I offered to read that slower. I think that I read that at you, the same speed. Exactly <laughs> no, the same. You read it again. It's good. Here, here's a clarification point. Uh, is it that a letter is added or a letter is switched? One letter has been switched in each of these. Oh, yeah. switched. Yeah. No, we have not oh, added. Okay. Letters. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. We may have to. We may have to take a break. Go back and review the first four for Monica to give her a, <laughs> a fighting shot. But we'll, we'll do it at the end of the round. Number five. Two missionaries go to Africa to spread the word of a famous brand of salt. That's the second mention of salt in this podcast. All right. 
and then the Spice Girls enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six. This musical is about the smallest cat in a litter of 525,600 kittens. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I like that one. That's terrible. What the AI just did is I terrible. like that one. I Like, now I'm, I so want to sing that song. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like ringing in my head right now. Do you want to sing it for us? No, because that'll give it away what musical it is. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Monica. Oof. A witch from the land of Oz is selected number one in the draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, for my for my fantasy league, I want her. Oh my god, I would totally take her. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent because <laughs> she would score mad buckets. <laughs> Three. Um, number eight in a musical retelling of the Gospel of Matthew. Set in modern-day New York City, Jesus Christ invents a new cologne. (laughs) What would he call that fragrance? Redemption by Jesus Christ. (laughs) See, I was thinking bread and wine. (laughs) He changes water into cologne. (laughs) That's like frat boy Jesus. That's like Jesus at his middle school dance. (laughs) It's his axe brand. Number nine, Monica. Huck and Jim develop cirrhosis after drinking for so long. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Develop cirrhosis. Uh, uh, All right. And number 10, which is the last one of this round, a goofy aquatic bird named Simba continues the circle of life. A goofy aquatic bird. Okay. All um, right. So those are the musicals <laughs> that uh, that we have renamed, and then our AI has written brand new plots for. Uh, we just we fantasize about casting them while we're in our sleep pods. All right. So just to recap, Monica, you were supposed to write our altered title of musicals for number one: A tribe of flying mammals sings memories. While deciding who will be reborn. Oh, bats! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down cots, and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Okay, bats. Yes, bats is correct. Okay. Number two, a pickle juice shortage has led to the institution of pay-per-use bathrooms and the jailing of unsanitary offenders. Brinetown. That is correct. Yes. 50 points right there. Number three, this musical tells the story of high roller Sky Masterson and lovable rapscallion Nathan Detroit, both of whom show their intestines and viscera. Hate it. The producers? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like it. <laughs> the correct answer was guts and dolls. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number four, a traveling con man arrives in River City disguised as a cartographer. Dearth of a salesman. <laughs> no, but I like it again. Um, we're looking for the music map. Ah, uh, Okay, got it. Number five, two missionaries go to Africa to spread the word of a famous brand of salt. The Book of Morton? Yes. Wow. That's worth okay. 50 points. Number right. six. This musical is about the smallest cat in a litter of 525,600 kittens. 101 kittens. Man, I'm blanking on this one. Sing it, Julia, sing it. What? 525,600 kittens. (laughs) See, I missed that whole era. (laughs) Uh, The answer we're looking for is runt. Nice. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Number seven, a witch from the land of Oz is selected number one in the draft. The win? Oh, no. Oh, I see where you're going with that. The correct answer was picked instead of wicked. Oh, oh, okay. Mm. Uh, Ask the AI about that one. That's, it's sketchy. It's (laughs) sketchy. (laughs) Totally sketchy. All right, he's got sass. Um, Number eight. In a musical retelling of the Gospel of Matthew set in modern-day New York City, Jesus Christ invents a new cologne. God smell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Huck and Jim develop cirrhosis after drinking for so long. White 
picket fenced. (laughs) The A I was hoping you would say big liver. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Lastly, number 10, a goofy aquatic bird named Simba continues the circle of life. Lion Kong. Ah, no. Lion Gull. No. I kind of want to see stop. Lion Kong because it would just be <laughs> Donkey Kong, like, beating up Scar, like, mad. The correct answer there was the Loon King. Loon King. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Julia, tell us what the AI says. After three rounds, Monica, how many points? After three rounds, your score is 1150. So we usually say it's been it's been a good day if we pass a thousand, oh. and you've already gotten yeah, well past we're doing, that. We're doing great. That's going to get us definitely into at least another solar system, maybe even into another galaxy. But I'm we're so... not done yet, Monica. Oh my God! The AI has oh one God. more question for you. Okay. And it is a top ten question, which means you will get to give us ten answers. Each answer that you get correct is worth one hundred points in this round. According to Inside Dogs World, which is either a website or a magazine or... Or someone's blog like that Marvel post we found. Yeah. Okay. So according to the highly reputable source (laughs) Inside Dogs World, what are the 10 most dangerous breeds of dog? How do they define dangerous? Um, Number of incidents, maybe? Maybe. uh, It might be most likely to become a supervillain and break Batman's back or or his potato toaster. I'm sorry. I love that joke. Breed of dog. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, this is not a problem aboard the escape pod because, of course, we have got our cat Spock who put in an appearance during our short break and (laughs) immediately broke all of our equipment and left. Yeah, not shitting you. He immediately got tangled in the cord and then just decided to sprint a marathon and took everything with him in his little paws. Which is hilarious to watch when he's in zero G and he's trying to sprint (laughs) a marathon. He just gets more and more tangled in Uh, everything. Did Spock write this question to make sure you don't want to get a dog? Oh my God. You know, Spock and Rachel and the AI clearly have conversations while we are in stasis. Yeah, I think a mutiny is being plotted against us. I guess Engineer Rachel is no longer happy with like drawing on our foreheads while we're asleep and then laughing when we wake up. I... I mean, we let her see sunlight like an hour a week. I don't know what more she wants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's sad the way that we keep her below decks working on repairing the pod and and making certain upgrades and improvements. (laughs) She's been really quiet this week, though. I mean, we have received no messaging from her. We've received no indication of what she's even working on. Um, Let's just like bang on the floor a little bit and see if she'll bang back <laughs> i'll tell you what after after monica takes off i'll get out my wrench and we'll just uh open the hatch <laughs> pound, pound on the hole and see if see if we can get her ears ringing but yeah spock you know can come and go as he pleases because he's got his cat door mm-hmm. and he's he has mostly not wanted to hang around except for when he came up and he screwed with all of our equipment yeah i'm pretty sure he secretly wrote this question because like if it was what are the top 10 most dangerous kinds of cat it would be all cats, all cats. because cats are assholes yeah, cats are assholes and they're uh, they basically if they were large enough they would eat humans so every yeah every cats interaction are, they have with us they're thinking cats are only like quote docile because they know they're no threat to us if yeah. they were like more from middle size like lion and tiger size we'd be fucked oh yeah completely and they dream of it every night anytime yes. you see a cat like happily snoozing away just <laughs> taking a nap you know that that cat is like in his mind devouring you breaking the bones sucking out the marrow just like absolutely enjoying eating you. spraying shark repellent in your eyes <laughs> <laughs> And that's when you need your bat cyanide capsule because uh, eventually it, it devours your uh, your lifeless head, chomps down on the cyanide capsule, and it, it's gone. Either that or you chomp down on the cyanide capsule so you didn't feel the horrendous agony of being rent limb from limb. Moving on. I think cat. Monica has 10 dogs for oh, us. Oh, does she? Right. <laughs> Not to interrupt that lovely picture you were painting, Ross. Sorry. I've been to the, uh, the Carolina... Um, 
tiger rescue, like the big cat oh, preserve. That that will mess you up once you see just how huge they but are. There's, there's this amazing tour guide there named uh, Brett or Brett. I can't remember, uh, but she's hilarious. She totally does comedy in Carbro, so we should try to get her on the pod at some point. Uh, but she goes into great length, like tremendous explanations of how uh, cats are obligate carnivores, and uh, it. It gets kind of gross at times. Anyway, Monica, according to Inside Dogs World, which is the most reputable source on the interwebs, I'm sure, what are the 10 most dangerous breeds of dog? You'll get 100 points for each correct answer. And order doesn't matter. As long as it's on the paper, you still get the points. Okay. All right. There's some I'm sure of, and there's some I'm not so sure of. So German Shepherd, Doberman. Yes and yes. Chihuahua. That, uh, the, it yes, should be. Dangerous. It should be, but no, <laughs> because be. chihuahuas are asshats. They really are. They're so mean. Also, oh they God. will feed you Taco Bell, and then you <laughs> have to make a run for the border. That is dangerous. Wait, but they retired that mascot like a decade ago. Yeah, no, they euthanized that mascot <laughs> a decade ago. <laughs> you mean you don't like that like weird little like puppy George Lopez accent they had going on with him. God, that was so... But it's still associated. Still associated to this day. So three answers so far, two correct. So you've got 200 points in the bank, Monica. What else you got? Bulldog. That is... Actually, no. Incorrect. Mm -hmm. I think bulldogs are a little too stupid to be dangerous. Mm. Boxer. A boxer is correct, yeah. Pitbull. Also correct. Basset hound. In what ways are they dangerous? I, I think they're the least dangerous, and I just put it down because okay. I was angry. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pointer is a pointer a kind of dog? It's a type. It's like a spaniel or like a terrier. There okay. are different kinds of pointers. Okay. Um, but I see no pointers on this list. So it's like a rule, not a breed. Yeah. Okay. Husky. Uh, yes. Yes. Husky. Okay. And the last one is just those those little those little curly white barky motherfuckers that don't ever shut up a bichon <laughs> yes maybe sure. <laughs> those are the ones that terrorize me in the night um those ones those are dangerous well let's find out how you did against inside <laughs> dog dog's world's list Nelly. Uh, so number one is Pitbull. Number two is Rottweiler. Uh, number three, German Shepherd. Number four, Doberman Pinscher. Number five, Bull Mastiff. Does a, that count as Bulldog? No, they're uh, very different oh, types of dog. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm a big avid dog fan. So like English Bulldogs and French Bulldogs are like small, squat, little dumb, little wrinkly faced. Bull Mastiffs are like Big ass dogs. Oh, They're enough. huge. Yeah. Number six, Siberian Husky. Number seven, Alaskan Malamute. Mm. Number eight, Wolf Hybrid. That's a cheap shot. I mean, pe- people are like, hey, I'm <laughs> no going to get shit. my dog to hump a wolf. <laughs> and I think what comes out will just be fantastic. Keep <laughs> around the house. Let's adopt, adopt a tiger cub, too. Number nine is Boxer. And number 10, this one surprised me. Great Dane. That's not oh. surprising because they're so huge. They don't realize how big they are. They're are dead. those the ones that, that uh, in cartoons they always have like a little barrel of whiskey around their neck and they go? No, no, that's a Bernie's Mountain. No, that's a at this other Saint Bernard Saint or Bernard. Bernie's Mountain. Oh, that's okay. But no, Great I, Dane is Scooby Doo. Yeah, I was just gonna oh. say Scooby Doo is a Great Dane. Yeah, yeah, super dangerous breed. Yes, very big. And would have gotten away with it if not for your <laughs> kids. Yeah, like um, I was with Lucy when she was house sitting at one point, and the family that she was house sitting for had two great dane dogs and uh, they were so sweet though and so cuddly but they thought they were lap dogs yeah so when one of them tried sitting on me i could not breathe i was like you're so cute but i can't breathe what do (laughs) (laughs) don't want to move you Well, let's find out Monica's final score that the AI has tallied. Remember, 1,000 points gets us across the galaxy, but, God, if we made it to 1,500, we are going to get some light years ahead of us. Uh, We're going to be speeding along, Russ, because we got 1,650 for tonight. Hot dog. Nicely done, Monica. Hot dog, boo. (laughs) As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, then please send your comments to InsideDogsWorld.com. <laughs> yeah, not us, them. No, if you think our AI made a mistake, shoot us an email at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at 
Trivia Escape Pod. You can also let us know what's happening on Earth. We're nowhere near there. We would love to find out. And if you've got an, uh, an idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we would love to hear from you one more time. That email address is triviaescapepod at gmail.com. We are always particularly happy to have top 10 questions as our AI has just evidenced by asking a shitty, shitty top 10 question. (laughs) Monica, we've been doing a thing with some of our guests uh, where a listener asks one question. It's not a trivia question. It's really sort of a whatever. Do you want to try one? Sure. Listener Daniel Troutman writes, how many sensual objects are in your home slash apartment? My God, what is sensual object? You know. Like like (laughs) sex toys, anything you find kinky, anything. Oh, oh, I was just thinking things with nice textures. Uh, What? (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm a simple guy. Sensory versus sensual. Oh, did you say sensory? I said sensual. Uh, Oh. That's very different. Uh, But a nice blanket is both. That's true. Yeah. So I'm uh... I'm a... not to touch any blankets in your house. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I'm a cancer. Uh, I was born July 13th, and I subscribe to astrology in as much as it's fun, but I'm a very stereotypical cancer in that I need to have soft things around me all the time. And so I have 12 pillows on every single surface. So basically, my entire apartment is one sensual landscape. (laughs) It is, I have so many nap surfaces, like basically... I make them so that I can collapse on them and sleep at any time. That is big cancer energy. Yes. (laughs) That's good to know. And now if you do start to see a random figure lurking around your apartment, it's probably listener (laughs) Daniel Troutman who's like, I got to get in there. (laughs) Well, he can meet my shotgun. (laughs) Also plushy shotgun because soft things. It's a Nerf Nerf gun. <laughs> a Nerf gun that legit shoots bullets. And w- and with that NRA wet dream, our oxygen meter is going off, which means we've only got a little bit of time left. Monica, we know you probably want to get back into your pod and continue with your space residency. But th- this is our chance to talk a little bit about what you've got going on. What's, what's happening with you? Well... As of today, which uh, is the episode that this, the the day that this episode airs, um, I think it'll be public that my next novel has been sold to HarperCollins. Woohoo! Yeah! Congratulations! <laughs> That's really awesome! Funny. It took me seven years to write, and it took learning two different languages, and it was just a really, really long journey. And so I'm very glad to have it. It's going to be called uh, The Actual Star. It'll be published by Harper Voyager in 2021. Right on. Excitement the is happening. The actual star. Hashtag the actual star. Let's start it now. Yeah. It's better than hashtag bad potato toaster. What? Uh, False. <laughs> congratulations. We are absolutely thrilled for you. The Girl on the Road is is a book that uh, that I loved. I know Heidi loved it as well. Um, and so to have novel number two from Monica Byrne is so exciting for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Julia, what's happening in your world? Uh, in my world, Ross, I am still trying to grow my little tarot reading business, um, where I also sell jewelry from as well. So if you guys want to help me out a little bit, have any questions for me that you want to ask the Cosmos, I do readings online or over the phone. Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Tall Sunflower Tarot. And of course, you can catch me and or Julia and or Engineer Rachel on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. at Linda's Bar and Grill. We'll be in the down bar hosting our live trivia show. The prize is $25 in Linda's gift card. The second prize is you get to buy your own damn cheese fries, but they are such good cheese fries. They really are. So come on out and join us for the live show if you love trivia. Can I plug one more quick thing? Yeah, heck yeah. Y'all, add me on Pokemon Go. Tweet us your friend codes. <laughs> come find me on Pokemon Go. <laughs> Monica, thank you so much for joining us. We have loved having you here, and we love being the place where your great news is breaking. I feel like this is, I mean, that counts as breaking news, does it not? Oh, it's perfect. It's it's now at the farthest reaches of space. So and it is, yeah, yes. and it will arrive on Earth right about the time that you can actually tell people <laughs> about that. Right. Well, let's get you back into the airlock so you can rejoin your own pod. <laughs> 
Bye. <laughs> and Julia, that's about all of our oxygen this week. So let's head back into our stasis beds and dream some sassy dreams. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. Go ahead and tweet us any questions, comments, concerns, compliments you may have. And we'll see you next week. On Inside Dog's World. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.